guest speaker. Okay, we have something better. We have an athlete who yesterday was in like some sort of marathon race, and he's still able, okay, somehow in the midst of doing this, this, this athletic event to put together a teaching. Here he comes right now. He's on his way to South America real soon. Everybody's favorite, Rick Venata, everybody. Yes, I almost changed uh, my teaching today to I finished the race. Um, Adam Hurst and I ran this. Uh, it was only two and a half miles. Um, but still, I didn't train for it, and it was fun. And it was uh, filled with beer along the way. It was the Hoffroy House uh, uh, two and a half mile run. And uh, I married a German, and right before the race, I said, if I ever race again, it's going to be a German race, because it was truly suited uh, for me and stuff. So it was a good time uh, out there with Adam uh, doing that race. Okay. All right, so uh, this morning's going to be a little bit different, because I just wanted to talk about... uh, the missions trip that I'm going to be going on uh, this summer in June. Uh, so I'm going to be heading to Peru, and uh, I'm really excited about that, that this is going to be a good trip. And uh, I didn't realize uh, until I thought about it the other day, but really the last missions trip, I mean, I've been overseas since, but the last missions trips overseas uh, really going on a trip was like in 2004, when we flew back from New Zealand, when we were living there, uh, working with Team Extreme. So this is going to be quite a trip, and I'm going back with the team uh, that I used to travel with, Team Extreme. Uh, This time, I'm going back as one of the older guys, you know, and I'll be with a lot of uh, younger guys, so I may break uh, myself doing some of the things I used to do. Uh, now, I also know the things that I won't be doing uh, that I used to do uh, with Team Extreme, and we're going to get into that uh, here in a little bit. But I wanted to tell you how this trip came about. Over the last couple years, I really have had a desire uh, to go do a missions trip. And one of the things about foreign missions trips is, is they do cost quite a bit of money to go, because when you're going for a short period of time, Normally, the cost is more expensive than when you're going on a long-term trip. Like, when we were in New Zealand and before New Zealand, we would go out for six months for like $1,000 a month. Now I'm going on a 12-week trip that cost me like $3,600. So, you know, the comparison's different. Plus, we're talking 14, 15 years later. So, but uh, it's quite expensive. So... A few weeks ago, or a couple months ago now, uh, Kevin, he's called me several times, and he said, hey, I'd like you to think about joining back up uh, with Team Extreme for this missions trip, for this life-changing event that's going on in Peru called One Nation, One Day. And I kind of shook it off like I did some of the other invitations uh, that he had given me, because I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to raise that kind of money right now, and I was like, you know, especially right now, I switched over to Westerville, I mean, I switched from Westerville to Dublin with uh, my part-time job where we're getting 
insurance and stuff like that and working at the church. And I was like, right now I'm paying a lot of money out of pocket uh, for insurance and stuff like that until I get a contract over there. And I just go, well, this isn't going to happen. And as God does, God reminded me, he said, I didn't tell you you needed to raise all the money yourself. He said going to the mission field is about working with people, right? It's about teaming up with people, that there's uh, people that go and there's senders. And as a body of Christ, we all get to be a part of that. And I go, okay, God, I'll, uh, I'll ask. And one thing about this fellowship uh, and my experience has been that whenever I've asked for finances, they come pretty quickly. Now, this has been, you know, 14 years or so uh, since we've done that. But God just said, I will be faithful. Well, I make one phone call, and boom, my airfare was paid for. And I'm like, okay, that's one of the biggest parts of the ticket right there. And then we just kind of casually put out something on Facebook. And in a week and a half from people at this church and people that have gone to this uh, church before, we had the $4,000 uh, that we needed to go on the trip. Plus, I have extra money that I'm going to be able to spend while I'm down there, probably buy soccer balls for some of the kids, maybe hopefully take some of the pastors out uh, for dinner just to bless them, or even so into if we get to do some of the housing projects and stuff like that. We'll just see what what God does with it, what God does with it. But we really, uh, I was just blessed abundantly. And I've still had other people say, hey, we still wanted to give. And I'm like, well, you can, and I can use that down in Peru if you want. And then I said, you know, we still have Allison here. Uh, she's still in Brazil. I'd encourage you to, you know, if you want to give it to me, you know, send it towards her right now. You know, let's just take care of the missionaries that we have uh, in the church. So that's how that came about. When God wants to make a way, he quickly makes a way. And he never tells you that you have to do it alone. And at first I was having some stinking thinking and going, I'm just going to do it on my own. So this probably isn't going to happen. But then when I released that, it quickly came. And now I'm going, whether some days I go, man, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to sleep in a room with four guys I don't know? Do, do I want to get back to, to those days of uh, hopping on buses all day long, going to different churches, doing all these things? And, but the bigger answer is yes. So, Missions Me is a new organization that we'll be traveling with, and they're a very young organization. Um, I'm going to show you guys a video here. Uh, shortly, but the cool thing about this group and that they're young is uh, you'll see they have the the slick back hair and they look way they look way cool. And I, I laughed about this because um, when I looked in this little manual that they send you of the dress uh, guideline, uh, the guideline was we'll be working in churches, and the guideline had dress pants, dress shirt, and a tie because of some of the places that we'll be going. But acceptable options for dressing up was black jeans, a shirt, and a tie. I've never owned a pair of black jeans in my life. 
I don't know what they're going to look like. It's the funniest thing to me. I said I never would. But I'm thinking, I don't want to take my dress pants, so you might just see this guy wearing a pair of black jeans. Now, that's, that sounds outrageous to me. But, you know, I don't want to look so outdated here in my, you know, faded jeans. It's on the black jeans, you know. And I won't wear the skinny ones that these guys wear. I do promise you that. But they are a much younger group. So, oh, I can. <laughs> it could be. We might. You never know. So, Missions Me is a, a young, or, young organization, and what they've been doing over the last couple years, since I think about two, uh, 2011, is they've decided to start reaching one nation at a time. Uh, and a lot of organizations now, like the one I was with and the one that I'm going with, a lot of it's based off of the Billy Graham model, where you go into uh, the different towns and the cities, you meet with the officials, you line yourself up with the pastors, then you have uh, events leading up to the big event, and then you have follow-up events going on after uh, the events. So, let me tell you what has already gone on in the last three nations in South America, and this is going to be some of the build-up of what I believe is going to happen in Peru, because each of the outreaches has continued to grow. So, over the three nations that they've gone to in South America, they've seen two and a half million people reach during the outreaches to all three nations. When I say reached, I mean everyone that has come to these events, and this includes school events, uh, medical events, uh, building home events, digging wells, all these different events that will be going on across the nation of Peru and that happened in Nicaragua, Nicaragua, I can't say that word <laughs> this morning, Nicaragua, Nicaragua, there we go, I don't know how to say it, but in all these different places, they've had some, <laughs> why do I even try, I don't know, they had some great events uh, going on there, but each of those people heard the gospel. Um, almost 800,000 students have heard the gospel. Now, this is what's neat. In South America, when we were in Brazil, we could preach the gospel in schools. We could pray for the students. Meaning, and I'm not just saying, Lord, come. But I'm saying, we can pray for them. We can lay our hands on them. We can bless them. We can ask for healing. And the, the government of Peru is opening up again the same to where in all the cities that we're going to, we're going to be able to go into each of these schools and they're going to, just like I talked about the gospel a couple weeks ago, we are going to present to them the full gospel and they are going to have the opportunity to hear that gospel. They're also going to have the opportunity to experience God's power through healing, uh, uh, through miracles, in schools and that's crazy but it's it's really cool um there's been 45,000 people 45,000 um, people um blessed 
at free medical clinics. That's every everything from dentist to maybe giving shots, just all kinds of basic uh, things like that. Um, there's been 42,000 pastors, business leaders, and political leaders have been equipped and encouraged. The year or two leading up to these events in each of these nations, uh, we send in, uh, we could say, political missionaries. Like there are politicians that are, you know, that are well-versed with dealing with politicians that are Christians and believers, and they've gone in and talked with these people. We send pastors and equippers to meet with all the pastors around the area, and we do this so that because we're going to go in there and we're going to have a great event, a large event for a week. But leading up to that event, there's been things going on in Peru and each of these other nations for sometimes two years to a year in preparation, preparing uh, the people. Uh, so this is what makes Peru exciting. Every year, the amount of missionaries is growing. This year, 5,000 missionaries like myself are coming from all over the world to go to Peru, and we're going to be all across Peru. We're going to be in the mountains, the Amazon, we're going to be in Lima, all the different uh, places in Lima, and we're going to be holding stadium events. We're going to be uh, going to a majority of the schools, meeting with churches, blessing them, building houses. Uh, when they build houses uh, in a lot of these countries in the areas that they're building them, it's more like a shed that I have out in my backyard and probably not even as nice as my shed because I got blessed with a pretty good shed. Um, but it's a, you know, but it's a good shed. It'll be a good shed that they can sleep in. And uh, so that's nice. Um, and then things like uh, wells and other stuff like that. Now, this is what's really awesome, too. Peru has raised up about, and some of these numbers are evangelistically speaking, and, and I just rounded them because I didn't want to say like 5,123, blah, blah, blah. So, um, but there's going to be 5,000 local, local missionaries from Peru working with us. And so that answers the question, well, how are you going to speak to these people if you don't speak Spanish, right? It's because we're going to be working a lot with the locals, using translators, and uh, also seeing uh, the home people uh, reach people with the gospel. So that's very um, exciting. Again, we're going to do that through medical missions, school teams, sports teams. Could we, is that echoing quite a bit? Uh, sports teams, uh, building wells, prayer teams, and there's also going to be teams throughout the nation uh, feeding people um, at different outreaches. So that's going to be uh, pretty cool. So I'm going to show a video here in just a second. But I was talking to John about uh, this last week, and one of the reasons why I wanted to share about this trip today, and one of the things that I think is uh, kind of getting fired back up in me again, and so I'm kind of at the beginning stages of this again, is I think as a church, we need to get back into doing foreign missions. And I would like, as you guys watch this video, 
I would like to think about who here would want to go on a missions trip. And I'd like to think about, I'd like you to think about having a conversation with me and talking about what you might be interested, where you might be interested in going. We have some connections with Brazil. I also have connections, like if you want a wild trip, I've got some connections with some guys that are just radically going out and doing some crazy stuff. We've got places all over the world that different ones of us are connected with that we could go and uh, be a blessing uh, in that nation. So when you watch that, part of this talk today is be thinking about that because I think that's something we need to do here again. Actually, I think one of the last trips that we did would have been Maggie or Mike Coates and those guys going to some of the different sites like Katrina and when you went to um, Tahiti, no, not Tahiti, Haiti. I was thinking Tahiti, I was like, relaxation with the gospel. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, glory. We could do that too. There are lost people in those, in those all-expense-paid resort hotels that need Jesus, you know, wherever he sends you, you know, wherever he sends you. All right. So, could you roll that bean footage? The eyes of the world are upon Nicaragua, because today, the first day, is una Nicaragua nueva. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His mighty acts will be told to those not yet born. same time around the world. The global church was coming together, a team from 33 nations impassioned and united for one purpose. Thousands responded, laying down their egos and logos, leveraging their influence, praying and interceding, carrying the faith and expectation that the world has not yet seen. Then in July of 2017, the global team was commissioned in Miami with a clear objective, the salvation and transformation of Nicaragua. I asked you, Father, for the salvation and transformation of a nation. The church united is going to do what the world divided could never do. The largest missions team in history then locked arms with the national movement. What happened next is what future generations will hear.
then, on Saturday, July 29th, hundreds of thousands of Nicaraguans gathered simultaneously in 12 capital cities across the nation. They didn't gather to see a man or hear a band. They gathered to demonstrate their passion for national transformation. Millions watched live as it was broadcasted on Nicaragua's major television and radio stations and across Latin America. When the eyes of the world are upon a nation, it is most often because of war, crisis, or athletic achievements. But tonight, the eyes of the world are upon Nicaragua because today is the first day of una Nicaragua nueva. We're no longer defined by our past. We stand united. We speak to our future. I am Nicaragua Bria. And when I shine, the nation shines brighter. This moment.